are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday final show of the week. And it sounds like we're going to have a season. We'll break it all down in the first segment of today's show. But the NBA Players Association provisionally agreeing to a vote uh, that will see the season being played to 72 games and starting on December 22nd. Then we're going to get into some assistant coaching news for the Pelicans. Why this is good and, and why it's actually really important for the teams. It's going to tie into what we talk about in the first segment as well. And then finally, as we wrap up today's show, talking a little bit about the draft, rumors, news coming out of all of that as we get set for a whole bunch of draft talk next week. Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Looking like a season, how you? We remember the lockout a number of years ago in Roger Mason, but it does sound like we are going to get an NBA season much sooner than we were anticipating. This isn't necessarily a good or a bad thing. It just means the season is coming. It's going to be that 72 game schedule. It's going to be starting on December 22nd as well. I covered this in a show last week or the, uh, two weeks ago now, I think, where we broke down what all of this means. What's the schedule actually going to look like? They're potentially going to just play conference only games. All of that stuff is in there. Give it a listen if you haven't already. But what this means is stuff is going to start coming fast and furious right now. We've got the draft coming up in a little over a week or so. And immediately after that, it's going to be free agency, then training camp, then the start of the season. Training camp is going to probably start on December 1st. Free agency isn't going to really start until like November 19th, something like that. We are going to have a kind of furious race to the end to get the season up and running to get uh, guys on their teams into training camps. And in fact, you'll probably see players join teams in the middle of training camp as free agent deals get agreed to as teams round out their rosters. This is going to tie into something we're going to talk about in the next segment with the assistant coaches and why that's really important for New Orleans and all teams, I think, this year. But why wouldn't they start free agency before the draft? And it's a valid question. The main reason is some trades wouldn't be able to be uh, done or concluded during that period, which might give the ability, uh, the advantage to teams who are able to get deals done before that. Some teams won't be able to trade draft picks until draft night in the middle of the draft when they make the selection for another team and then trade that after the fact. We've seen this all the time. Just how the Anthony Davis trade was not consummated until after the draft and the picks and all of that stuff were done by the original teams and so on and so forth. So all of that means that a team that couldn't trade their draft pick but wants to maybe gets kind of beaten out by a team that can trade their draft pick and it creates an unfair advantage. And I think that is the reason why you're not seeing free agency start before the draft. Now, you always get trades ahead of time and teams can agree to all of that. I don't know if it is that big of a deal But I don't think the NBA wants to rock the boat too much, have that end up being the case where something like that occurs or maybe a team swoops in later after the fact and makes a better deal. 
all of a sudden, and they don't want to risk sort of anything upending the cart, I guess, to some degree than what they've had in years past. And eventually they want to get back to their regular schedule, the regular just normalcy of the season and how it works. And that means that free agency is after the draft. So for now, even though I do think free agency should be before the draft, and I think a lot of GMs agree that free agency should be before the draft, you're not going to see it before the draft, and it's going to still occur after the fact. So that's what we're looking at right now. The Pelicans probably are going to try and run the majority of this team back. I would not be shocked to see them try and bring back Derek Favors on a one-year deal. It sounds like, according to a lot of people around the league, that deals have already been agreed to. And they just need to know when these things start. Player options have basically been chosen, declined, or, or picked up already. And it's just a matter of time. So I think things will get done very quickly. And that is going to be a very overwhelming night, the first day of free agency, when the deals are probably going to be coming quickly. I don't know how Woj is going to keep up with all of that stuff, but good luck to him. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll probably, as a programming note, I'll be live on the draft. We're doing a Locked On NBA show overall, which I'll be on too, but I will do on YouTube another live show that will stay on for a while, I think, and maybe have some guests on during the actual draft as we can kind of talk about everything um, up until the Pels pick probably. And then we'll also probably go live on the night of free agency to do another live show too. And we'll get all of that up and running. It should be a lot of fun. So I'm excited. So stay tuned for more on that. Stay tuned for more of Locked on Pels today. We've got some more assistant coaching news, why this is really important for the Pelicans coming up. But before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by Built Go. Sometimes it's just tough to get up for certain things. You got a wall, you got a breakthrough, a specific presentation, a workout, just another Zoom meeting, or just getting up in the morning when, yeah, it gets a little bit darker later in the evening or earlier in the evening. It just kind of sucks. So think about what your wall is because Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and it's natural. Whether it's a mental or physical wall breakthrough with Built Go every day, it's easy to take 1.5 ounce energy gel packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or in your pocket just to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, and it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results, and it comes in three great flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, and that collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it's going to get into your system quicker, and it's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. Uh, it's got B3, caffeine, B6, B12. It's got all of that great stuff in there. And that collagen uh, gel promotes joint, soft tissue, health, uh, or sorry, hair and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off over at BuiltGo.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for y'all. The only show Monday through Friday with no paywall breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team and the NBA. We're going to have a lot of draft talk over the next week. We're going to have a lot of free agency talk. We've already done some of that. We're going to bring even more of it back and we've got a lot more to come. So if you want to be knowledgeable about both those subjects and everything the Pelicans are doing, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we've got some updates on the assistant coaching front for your New Orleans Pelicans, and this is really good news. 
The rest of the staff is probably going to be finalized sometime next week. We already know of Bob Byer coming in, Stan Van Gundy, and now Fred Vinson, shooting coach extraordinaire, will remain with the New Orleans Pelicans next season. This isn't really a surprise, and I didn't think Vinson was really going to be going anywhere, but it's still nice to get confirmation that he is back. This is a guy who has done remarkable work during his time in New Orleans, is basically a shot doctor. First, working with Anthony Davis and helping him develop that outside jumper that he has, which is good. Let's not lie. He did remarkable work with Lonzo Ball last season, turning him into a credible three-point shooter and someone that actually has three-point shot gravity out there on the court. Teams actually have to cover Lonzo Ball on the perimeter. You didn't used to see that in his two years in Los Angeles. That is a significant jump for him this season. And then the same for Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball, by the way, three-point percentage his first two years in the league, 30.5%, then 32.9%. 37.5% last season on 6.3 uh, 6.33 attempts per game, mid 2.3. Those are really good numbers. Brandon Ingram turned himself into an all-star by readjusting his shot selection. First couple of seasons shooting in Los Angeles, 29.4%, then 39%, then 33%. But none of that on high volume. The largest was his rookie year at 2.4 attempts per game. Last season, 6.2 attempts per game. So you're basically tripling what he took his first three seasons in Los Angeles. He made them at 39.1%. He was given the Pelicans 2.4 threes per game. That is a lot. And he became an all-star from it and the most improved player of the year by redefining his shot selection because he worked with Fred Vinson, because both of those guys worked with Fred Vinson. In fact, the New Orleans Pelicans were a good three-point shooting team, and they've shown flashes of being a good three-point shooting team over the past couple of years, both in terms of volume and in terms of percentage. They shot 37% as a team from three last year. That was seventh best in the league. Fred Vinson played a huge role in that. So when we talked about how things are going to be fast and furious going into next season and how you're not going to have much time with some of these guys to prepare them for the upcoming year, one, having a coach that has done it successfully with a number of these guys already and can help take them to the next level, hopefully, is a big advantage compared to other teams that are kind of shuffling guys in and out the door. Having just someone this good in the building is really advantageous right now because you don't have a lot of time to prepare for the year, for the season. So having a guy who can do it rather quickly yeah and who's done it before and knows the guys that is a very very good thing in a way you can get a bit of a competitive advantage going into the start of the season on December 22nd so Fred Vincent coming back staying here in New Orleans really big for the Pelicans it's no surprise I don't think he was really going to leave unless he got just massively massively paid which could have been Probably would have been worth it for the right team for most teams around the league, but didn't end up happening. So it's nice to see that Fred Vincent going to be back with New Orleans next season. Coming up, draft talk, what I'm hearing, what are some of the rumors, what's going to happen on draft night as we start to preview a lot of that next week. But let's get you primed and ready for it in the next segment of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for y'all. Whether you're a new listener, someone who just tunes in once every now and then, or you're a diehard listener who's been with me from the beginning, I appreciate you time uh, taking time out of your day to tune into the show. It's been a lot of fun. It's been an exciting like two years of Pelicans stuff since the Anthony Davis trade, so a little over a year, I guess, uh, at this point. So I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Please give a listen to an extra show here or there if you're not a regular listener. Make sure you're catching up on everything going on around around the team and most importantly subscribe wherever you get your podcasts 
So some draft talk. As I've been really diving into this, scouting a lot of these guys out, watching film on them, looking at mock drafts, all the above, it's going to be a little unpredictable, I think. There doesn't seem to really be a consensus number one overall guy. There's three guys that you really kind of put in that bucket, but one might slide. I think James Wiseman could slide. I also do think that other guys are kind of shooting up draft boards to some degree that could kind of make this a little bit interesting. And we're doing a Locked On NBA mock draft for our annual Locked On NBA mock draft shows that go on the Locked On NBA show. And it gets kind of interesting. And these are people who are really, you know, all of our hosts are tuned into their show, to their team. They know what's going on and what those teams are thinking. And so I tend to believe the accuracy to a degree of their predictions. So I do think a guy like Wiseman could uh, could fall, whereas other guys are kind of rocketing up draft boards, and you're seeing this kind of relayed in mock drafts as well. With a guy like Onyeka Okongwu out of USC as the big there, that kind of keeps to be shooting up just a little bit. Killian Hayes seems like he's kind of ro- rocketing up. Instead of going six, seven, eight, maybe he does go four or five in this draft, which means if you're the Pelicans trying to trade up for him, which is what I think they might be looking to be doing, it makes it just that much harder and maybe more unlikely for the team to be able to move up. You've also got a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. who's kind of shooting up a little bit and then Obi Toppin is dropping and then Patrick Williams is maybe the biggest home run swing out there in the draft. The big man out of Florida State that can do a whole lot of different things and I would love to see fall to the Pelicans at 13. But then you just have a bunch of wings that seem like they could be really, really good. Sadiq Bey in our first mock draft, that's who I took at 13 for the Pelicans. Aaron Naismith could be really good too if you want a shooter and a guy that can immediately step out on the court. Both those guys, I think, project to be starters in the NBA. They might not have the highest upside, but they'll be you know getting significant minutes for your team in year two for them before maybe some of these other guys out there. So this is going to really be an interesting draft because I do think there's some unpredictability to it. It reminds me of the draft where the Pelicans were sitting at six, ready to take Trey Burke out of Michigan, and all of a sudden, Nerlens Noel is there, and hey, let's swing a trade that brings Drew Holiday in, and that draft goes completely off the rails because the Cleveland Cavaliers took Anthony Bennett number one overall when no one thought that he was the number one overall pick, and clearly, it was borne out that they were correct. By the way, David Griffin was high on Anthony Bennett going into that draft, and one of the guys in the Cavaliers organization really pushing to take him. So... With all that said, it's going to be a really fun draft night, and that's why we're going to go live for it, I think, is there's going to be some unpredictability to it. I do think you will see a lot of trades on draft night as kind of an early start to free agency with different things, and we're going to start previewing even more of these prospects than we've already done. It's going to probably be the majority of next week interspersed with some stock about the coaching staff and other things. So that's where we're going to end today's show. We'll really get into draft talk next week, really break down some of these prospects. There's a specific prospect you want to hear about. Let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake. We'll definitely throw them in for a segment. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all next week.